and welcome to episode five, part two of Box Seats. And I'm your host, uh, well, I guess co-host, uh, Chase, along with my other co-host, uh, Sid Conker. What is going on, my man? I mean, I can be special guest for every episode. If that's, <laughs> if that's the title. Makes it seem kind of weak, though. If no, if you know, no one's doing, we're taking control here. No one's like alphaing the situation. I mean, I don't know. I feel like someone's gonna be listed first in the order here. I'm not sure how we're gonna decide that one, though. If I feel like if I'm a special guest, my per episode rate is probably higher. Um, so I can live with that. Yeah, true. Ooh, we, we, we could just give ourselves different titles, you know, like one's a. Uh, you know, like vice president of football operations for the Box Seats podcast, while the other person used to be a general manager or a quality control person. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We can figure this out. Change control another. process. Yeah, we'll forget that. Next episode, new <laughs> titles incoming. Oh, yes. Well, Lesson, uh, it's a real shame for our listeners, and I want to make sure they know what they're missing out on. Uh, that's, they missed out on Box Seats uh, Episode 5 Part 2 yesterday mm-hmm. with uh, at no, no less than half an hour of, of Bronny James' uh, tangent that mm-hmm. the world never, will never mm-hmm. know now. Yeah, I feel like that it's was, kind of best if anyone asked, where it's at. You know? If anyone asked, that was our best episode. There's no mm-hmm. evidence. Mm-hmm. Damn shame. Well, can't, be, can't, be, can't be disproven otherwise, so. Sorry, guys. We need, I mean, this is why we need a technical crew, some sponsors. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean we're also looking for, looking for producers, too. I mean, any uh, any apps, podcast-related uh, apps would be good. Any producers looking for uh, unpaid internship, uh, we can help with that as well. I mean. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, this would look great us. on a resume. This episode, I mean, this podcast has also been proven to cure COVID. Really? Yeah. What were your sources on that? Um, I can't share this. I mean, journalistic integrity, I can't share that. But Interesting. Um, Interesting. Someone, People are saying, though. People are saying. Someone in a white home recently got COVID and then got better. And this podcast was airing while all of that occurred. So. Mm, true. But are we sure are we sure that person, whoever you're talking about, is mm-hmm. is uh, is better? Um I've heard rumors uh, of a very heavy breathing, difficult difficulty breathing. Uh however, I'm sure this, I'm sure this podcast will put, put him to sleep, uh you know, help rest his nerves, probably probably cure any uh outstanding diseases he has in his body. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure Doctor told me that at one point. I'm pretty sure uh, Jack's dad can confirm that. Oh, we're uh, now going to start listening to doctors. I mean, basically, this is the cure for anything. Really. I mean, yeah. What, hmm. Well, if we're listening to doctors, you've made it very clear where you stand politically. So, <laughs> don't, put, don't put me don't put me in a box, please, please. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, should we talk about this NBA Finals going on? I mean, I guess it's been pretty uneventful, really. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything that interesting to even talk about? I don't think anyone's I, watching. I, I don't see anyone at the game. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched the I watched the WNBA finals last night. So why don't you want to talk about that, Sid? Ooh, Seattle, good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really watch it, but uh, I, was, I was trying to come from moral high ground. There, it didn't really work out. Uh, but, okay. uh, yeah. I watched, uh, I think I watched like a five second clip of them hoisting the trophy. So I think I'm better I than mean, you. 
Okay, can we talk about if Brianna Stewart is uh, potentially making her way into the goat conversation this early on? I mean, I, I have know, no man. idea. Who's the goat? Uh, I feel like either Diana Taurasi or Candace Parker. Probably isn't that. Probably are up there. Mm. I think I'd probably go Taurasi if I'm if I'm being, if I'm if I'm giving my uh, my the take you can hold me to. I'm going Taurasi. What about you? Where do you stand? Well, I do take this issue very seriously. And this I think by you too. saying having to say that, I feel like you don't take it seriously. Or am I what about Sue Bird? Am I right? Sure, why not? <laughs> That's fine. No, no, it's fine. She'll just have, you know, uh, Brianna Stewart carry her a couple more rings. That's fine. She can take the credit if she wants to, though. Oh, the, lame stream, the lamestream media would, would, love to keep build, would love to keep building up. Uh, also, this Bird is great. Works. I think someone's using a hard. chainsaw outside my <laughs> my neighbor's using a chainsaw outside. I'm not sure if you're hearing that, Sid, but uh, it's 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 great. Adds an, adds a little extra flavor to this pod. Mm, I thought that was a sound effect we're introducing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, it's from our it's from our yeah. The unpaid intern is really starting. He's just playing around with it right now. Hmm. We should create, we should create uh, a fictional unpaid unpaid intern producer to um, blame for all technical problems moving forward. What do you think about that? I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing. Mm. Oh, I said mentally at least. Caught on earlier. <laughs> I'm not sure how that podcast works. In that's what we should do. We should do a telepathic podcast. Where's anyone... where this? Where's this episode going? I have no idea, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I used up all my all all my uh, takes and energy yesterday, so t- I think that takes me a down episode. This is just gonna be complete nonsense. <laughs> but uh, anyways, let's let's talk about the finals. I guess I guess we'll move on to the the uh, less important basketball league, the NBA, and uh, talk about it for a little bit. I guess whatever. Um, we can transition by... to the we can transition to the Filipino league right after this. But yeah, um, didn't watch game one. Um, I hate to say that, and I can't afford to, I don't have enough interns to have them have uh, devoted enough resource to someone else watching and giving me notes like Skip Bayless mm-hmm. and Stephen A. do, I'm sure. Um, game two, game three, game two, I feel like, I think we were, we had talked about uh, just how quickly the narrative changes. I think going into game two, it's like the series is over, and then we go into game three, and the national media is talking about how the Heat are back and how Jimmy Butler is going to carry them to a grinded out series potentially. Um, and now after game four, we're back to talking about how the Heat never had a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Super Bowl, you know, like regardless of how things played out in their respective conferences, like whenever you get into Super Bowl week, there's just so much time to like talk about things and eventually it just gets boring. So you have to come up with some insane opinions and takes and just like the way you view it just in your own head, just make it interesting. And I think that's kind of what happened before this series. Cause I mean, although Miami has kept it close when uh, in the last two games and especially when Bam's been back, it's been, you know, it, it has been a little more competitive, but for the most part, I don't think, Anyone, no one besides Bill Simmons, that fucking guy, um, actually actually thought the Miami Heat would would win, win the series. You know, the Bill Simmons hate has like never been higher than like currently. 
Oh, it's it's fantastic. As of uh, <laughs> all a lot of uh, Lakers like you know like fan accounts, Lakers film room. Uh, shout out Lakers film room. Actually, great accounts. Um, and, and it's the Bill Simmons slander is off the charts, which is pretty fair. I mean, he, big Boston guy has never really given LeBron the true credit he deserves, and uh, probably Jason Tatum is better than LeBron right now at this point in his career. So I'm not, I'm not too I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I feel like as a top 10 player in this league, LeBron probably doesn't get as much due diligence as he should. Um, Do you just refer to also, LeBron James as top 10 player? Mm-hmm. Is he not? Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he is, but I feel like you could refine that number a little bit more. I mean, refined is the last thing I'm trying to be. <laughs> We're talking sloppy journalism here, guys. <laughs> Don't you forget um, it. You'll you'll get to see my top ten basketball players in the world rankings as soon as you get my NFC North quarterback rankings. Um, will you, will you, you ever, by the way, uh, we, we, we just send that list to five now. By the way, you'd include Nick Foles mm. and Mitch in that list. So hopefully by like week eight we'll get that somehow. I can just get get you know like somehow talk you into admitting certain uh, biases and maybe we'll kind of piece it together. That's the point, at least. I'll, I'll definitely have to get blackout drunk for that to be released by week eight, but we'll see. Ooh, we should do, we should do a, blackout, a blackout episode. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Just a bender and then record? I think so. I think we have, we think we have to commit on like a Friday night to saying, okay, we're just going to drink for the next 20 hours or so. <laughs> In regards to how we're feeling, we should hop on a mic, a hot mic for about uh, an hour and a half. That would get some listeners. Finally, as long as we don't go like Tom Brenneman style, I think I think we're good. As long as we don't cross that Ooh. line, mm-hmm. Castellano's no, 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 still we're deep not, left. We're not. We're not. We're not. Yeah, that type of people. Yeah. Um, so what do we? Uh, I mean, you know, three one. The last last night was frustrating for me with Bam back, and also I, I say frustrating for me and rooting for Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, the half-court offense, and maybe we'd see a little bit more with uh, Dragic out there, but, I mean, I'm not convinced it would be a lot more impressive. Um, just not enough firepower from the Heat with uh, AD and the defensive capability on the Lakers in mm-hmm. half-court offense, especially late in the game. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is definitely due to AD actually taking it upon himself to guard Jimmy, which, frankly, he has to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like Bam is super talented in his own rights, and you, you know, so but like the guys like you know Markeith Morris, Dwight, and LeBron could all can all really guard uh, guard Bam, especially in his like less than hundred percent states. But the problem is that no matter who was guarding Jimmy in during Game Three, absolutely no one could guard him. Which I don't understand for a guy who has maybe about four moves, and and two of them are uh, once you get to the rim, jump up and then throw it backwards without knowing if anyone's back there or not, because um, <laughs> you don't feel confident in yourself to so go to the rim sometimes. But I mean, I mean, really, tore, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy tore him up. I mean, I mean, that was maybe one of the best finals performances of all time. I've seen, yeah. I've seen, I've seen in my lifetime for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, just the, the combination of efficiency and the fact that, he, I mean, they knew what was going to happen every single possession. He was Back against like, right, the Jimmy, wall. Yeah, Jimmy's going to top of the key. He's going to take the ball up, and he's basically just going to take you to the rim. How, no matter whether, whether you like it or not. Or, or pull up for a little mid-range J, like fadeaway that he always does, too. But It's crazy how much space he gets at the three, too. And he doesn't take it. Yeah, well, I mean, just, I think in the finals, though, like, you're definitely you're working on your best shots. You know, like, you're not... 
Like, that's kind of why I took so, so much offense to Kelly Olenek, like, shooting like he's Clay Thompson in game two. Because, like, dude, it's the fucking finals. Like, take this seriously. Like, you can't just <laughs> shoot whatever, however you feel like. You have to take the shots that are most efficient for you, you know. So, I, I, I should respect Jimmy for not taking those threes because, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's still getting the hole regardless anyways. Can't put a guy named – a man named Kelly down, dude. And definitely can't keep him down for long. <laughs> If there's one thing I've learned in this lifetime, it's that. Hey, man, I feel like if you if people who are born with uh, bad names for their gender, Ooh, maybe bad. Well, they're not bad. That's probably a very. That's like the worst way of putting it. Probably, I would and say please, I would border. Not, I would border on a soft name for for a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I'm could putting not, toxic uh, masculinity in this podcast. You heard it here don't first. Don't use words like guy and gender on this pod. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Kelly Olenek, the human being. <laughs> but he, he definitely grew into a Kelly, though, you know? Like, he, he had the, like, he had the, like, European soccer, um, like, head, like, kind of a, like, kind of like the hair tie, you know, that you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm, not quite mm-hmm. a headband, not quite a hair tie, but it's kind of like in the right, right in the middle. You kind of hold your hair back. Yeah. I mean, he definitely grew into his own name, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely buying Europeans in basketball stock. That's looking good. Yeah, and that's my other point. I still don't know why we don't have more. Um, besides crafty, we still don't have enough um, or finesse or soft. We don't have we don't have enough adjectives and like bland takes about European basketball players. Not enough stereotypes. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. It's an un, it's an untapped market for takes. I think we should just start inventing a few of those at some point. Change I mean, the narrative. Gritty. Some of them, uh, well, not European, but small. I mean, you get gritty. Get a lot of gritty. Delvadova for gritty. a European player. I mean, not he's not European. European you know, he's yeah. like you know, you're. Never it works for an Australian know. guy, not for a European guy. Oh, those are different. <laughs> to an American, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure that they are, but uh, I mean, technically, the rest of the world would say so. But who cares what they think? They have the same queen. Well, mm. England. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of places that uh, you could probably say have. <laughs> The queen's still recognized. Um, but anyways, I will say this. Um, it's over in game five. I'm officially really? amending my Lakers in six take and adjusting it to Lakers in five. You want to know why? You were pretty nervous about before game four. Yes, you I was. Nervous. Yeah, I, I, I still am nervous a little bit, but I have one reason not to be. And that why is that? because the Los Angeles Lakers are wearing the Mamba. Black Mamba jerseys yep, for Game yeah. 5. Yeah, frankly, that I mean, definitely... Go ahead. You don't want to bet against that. No, 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 no. And in sports, you just... It's, it's, these, it's these little tidbits of motivation just to get you in the right mindset. And the, Co- the Kobe thing, like the whole Kobe narrative, Kobe message, like... Can be relatable for anybody, but I feel like as the Lakers, there's an extra added little bit of pressure to hold up his legacy and kind of, you know, like not only make him proud, but the franchise as a whole proud, at least for, you know, guys like Bron and AD who are kind of starting to cement their uh, place in Lakers history. I mean, I just, I just don't, I cannot see them losing those jerseys. Well, that's probably just because I would watch, probably just because of the 2016 finals when, whenever they wore the black Cavs jerseys, they were unstoppable. I think I still am, am, am uh, probably even incepted by that to this day. And, I mean, this Lakers team has never lost in that jersey either, so. That's true, 4-0 so far. 
and how appropriate to be five and zero during Game Five. Yeah, I can't wait for all the uh, ESPN Instagram posts about that if they do go undefeated and win the chip this year. Um, almost makes me feel a little weird because, like, you know, Kobe passed away, and like ABC is like promoting uh, the Lakers on this uh, series with like random Kobe stuff, and it's just like, well, all right, let's let's just not do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a very fine line between paying respect to somebody and profiting off their death. That's something, mm-hmm. a very important lesson. Yeah, and we know. have way too much integrity to not call that out. Exactly, exactly. I mean, who doesn't take us seriously? Whether or not we're right or not, it does not matter. <laughs> we're actually taken seriously. So, um, absolutely. By the way, um, I think Danny Green actually should be the first player in NBA history to actually owe money to their team as opposed to being paid a salary. Yeah, there's a few Cause... few dudes but a few dudes on championship teams all the time though that you're like, you really didn't help at all. Like you guys got playing time and it's still like, wow, you really we it could have been better without you there. One man it's just, it's just one less man one less man in the rotation, like I'm not sure why you're part of it. I probably felt that way about every single Lakers rotation player this year <laughs> up until now. And now it's just kind of like this ever, ever glow of just like, oh, you know, well, you guys are all great. Everything's going fine. You know, I've no reason to hate you guys anymore. <laughs> like, believe me, you, I, I probably hated Rondo for the last two years and actually bought into all the media calling out the shitty role players and have learned to love KCP, but it was, it was a long, long road of, Dealing with a lot of shitty decisions on his end. KCP got his. Here's an advanced statistic. Um, KCP got his second Mike Breen bang of the series yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I that was maybe it was a very soft bang though. It was like a. It was like it was like I. He like has these rules in his head like. All right, if it's under like two minutes and it's like a deep three, like hand in your face, like I have to say it's, you know, if the game's within seven, mm-hmm. like he's, he's, like, he's like robotic. He doesn't have a choice. But he like caught himself while he was saying it because he started mm-hmm. out a little loud and then went like, oh, he's like, call up hope for, from downtown, bang. Ah, uh, <laughs> so it was a bang. Yeah, exactly. The AD thing was a real bang, like bang. Uh, like actually meant it. That was a bang. That was killer. The producer in his ear saying, like, "Say bang, say bang." That's <laughs> do it. Because <laughs> you know those guys. That's like the most difficult thing. Those guys have people in their ears constantly. It's actually very mm-hmm. impressive how they like manage to keep their own thoughts. So I wonder if there's there's like a secret like person who's actually cueing the bangs like who actually studies mike breen's trends and it's like when when are they worth it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh there might be someone in a, <laughs> a year that goes bang you know like a, they have a number from a scale of one through ten like how how bang does this bang need to be and it's mm-hmm. like kcp bangs like all right bang four Anthony Davis, like you hear him right as, as the shots going in, bang eight. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's also a multiplier too, for sure. Like mm-hmm. based on how little time is left. Like, and if you're if you're in the like less than five second range, that's when you get double bang only if you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like Steph got his, Luca got his. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if Kyrie got a second bang on his uh, game winning shots. On Steph. Huh? Yeah, I'm not sure if he got two bangs on that one. 
It was worth I two bangs. I'm not sure if he did. got. I, don't, I think it was just one. But know. that AD shot was uh, was killer. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't think we'll ever see that. I think AD, like, of course, uh, having LeBron helps a shit ton, so we don't have to talk about this too much just because he has LeBron. Um, and, but, like, the killer mindset AD like, feels like it, like, goes comes comes and goes. He's still not yeah. consistently dropping 30 in an NBA Finals series, which is a lot to ask for, but, you know, that is a level of superstardom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he. It was weird because I feel like when they started to double team him in game one, he wasn't bo- he, he like wasn't bothered by it. You know, still went still went off. Didn't didn't give a shit. And then by game three, when they started double teaming him again, because um, game two is all about the zone and Lakers beat Lakers beat the zone. And then game three, the, the the Heat went back to more of a man and kind of double AD. And all of a sudden, he just seemed like he couldn't handle it. He started panicking, like he poor decisions. He, he got in his own head. wasn't didn't want He didn't like want the ball in his hands because he's like, oh, I'm just gonna double it again, and something bad's gonna happen. Like, uh-huh. and then by game four, he actually like, you know, like would start doing like, all right, like pump fakes, drive the hole, and then kick it out. It's like finding creative ways to actually make it work. So, I mean, I think it's kind of just a learning experience. Like, I mean, he's used to being like the primary focus for a defense, but. I think he's it's like it's like a muscle, you know. He's, he's just training his mind to always be in that like alpha mentality, like whether Braun is around or not, which 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 is happening slowly. You see spurts of it. I totally agree. I mean, I didn't see it whatsoever last uh, year until that um, game two shot against Nuggets. That was the first time I saw it, and ever since that happened, his shot has been so pure. <laughs> like every time he takes it, I think I think he's gonna make it anywhere on the court. He can shoot it. I think I think it's going in. But uh, yeah, it's it comes and goes, and hopefully we see Game Five. But I'm not holding him to it. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, make, like at, at, if the series ends right now, who wins Finals MVP? I think after LeBron, at this really? point, and that's that's not that's not a biased take. I mean, ADD did fantastic in uh, game game one and two, but yeah, the game the game three, the game three performance was too pedestrian for me to forget. That was... LeBron was pedestrian in game three as well. Yeah, true, but at least he was aggressive. Mm. Pedestrian by I your own like... sta- pedestrian by your own standards, of course. Obviously, we're not holding not sure. Danny Green and ADD the same. I don't, <laughs> the same I don't know who who will get it. Um... But I feel like there's like an assumed value to LeBron being out there. It's just like you know teams that have LeBron just suck so bad without LeBron. So whenever mm-hmm. there's a valuable award like on his team specifically, but also league wide, it's just like even if LeBron's only dropping like fifteen, eight, and eight, mm-hmm. like whoever else, if AD dropped thirty five. I'm still like, you know, it's hard to overlook LeBron's value in that happening. Cause I know for whatever reason, if LeBron's not out there because of his court control, mm-hmm. teams are just so, so much worse. Even if like his numbers are a little bit worse, it's very hard to give someone the elf MVP when you know that team would never be there mm-hmm. and would never win without LeBron. Even if someone performed right. better, if that makes sense. No, 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 completely. Like, King Smith always said it best. Like, he, he said, you know, like, there are five qualities you need, um, like, to be a good basketball player. And it's, like, it's, it's, it's shooting, it's defense, passing, rebounding, and tempo. And you cannot mm-hmm. be a superstar unless you, virtu- unless you virtually have four or five of those traits. 
And I think the tempo thing is so overlooked. I mean, that's like why we value, what's like why we think Kawhi is just as amazing as he is. It's tempo. Is that you can never throw him off his tempo. He controls the game. Same goes for mm-hmm. Luka and same, and same goes for LeBron. Like those guys can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and, dis- and dictate how defense will move and react at all times. So you have to give it credit because, I mean, at the very least, if LeBron does have a 15, 15, 8, and 8, it's probably because they're putting a lot of tension on him. And he's like, either it's not a, good, not a good idea to shoot it right now due to just to be a poor quality shot, or, I can, or, um, or I'm just, I'd rather be passive and use myself as, as a decoy. So I think you're right. We definitely do give him value for that. But is it really – I'm questioning whether or not it's important – this has always been in a debate. Like, should we even have like most valuable player? I mean, there's just so many ways you can construe that and dictate that, that arguments off of that one word, valuable. Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of people in the league or a lot of people that cover the league have said that it's like an outdated metric. But, mm. I mean, hey, man, I'm sure Kia likes it. Whoever sponsors it probably adores it, so you gotta gotta keep that. I think we should. Well, it should always be LeBron because he is worth the most amount of money. So technically, mm. he is more valuable than every other player. So they should have an award for at the end of every finals, like, hey, who's the richest basketball player that ever played every time? And then <laughs> they, MJ, have, they MJ, have him show up. <laughs> yep, MJ just trots out there, gets his trophy every single year. Yeah, just shakes shakes some hands. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'll, I'll see y'all next and then year. They, and then they give him a Go huge on. check with exactly how much he's worth, according to Forbes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually pretty funny because it's like honestly like a little bit of added pressure too. Because it's like mm-hmm. if the number goes down from year to year, it's like it's like a it's like an earnings report almost. You know, <laughs> like we're looking at it like, oh, what happened this year, MJ? You know, like didn't sell enough tickets for Hornets games. Like, what happens? You bought, a, you bought a new NASCAR team? What, what's going on, man? Speaking of... Oh, he did. Extra, extra I, can't, I, I can't wait to start covering NASCAR next year. Um, speaking <laughs> I will, of... I will, I will only did. report on MJ's team. No one else. I don't have any interest other than that. That's, that's extremely rude and maybe racially motivated, but I'm not going into that. Um, uh, speaking of, Charles Barkley today said that he... Or on the Dan Patrick show. I don't know if it was yesterday or today. Said he lost a hundred thousand dollars on the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Jesus Christ! I'm not surprised. Also, also, by also that. why is also why is this relevant? Um, because it, he's probably not going to win this award this year. If it, I don't think Charles was ever in the running. <laughs> I think he's declared bankruptcy a couple of times. Yeah, but you know, I think people are always uh, like big betters are always like Bill Simmons, Charles Barkley. They're like hesitant Don't to include announce numbers. In that. Come on, announce Oops. numbers like that because it's like, all right, well, that's gonna like come off as super douchey and like not relatable <laughs> to the average man. But hey, Charles Barkley, like you know, donates a good deal of his money, so he's allowed to do that, I think, and kind of makes him more relatable and cooler for sure. Oh no, for sure, Charles may be the most relatable celebrity of all time. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think. I think practically anyone in my family, regardless of the knowledge of sports, could hop on NBA, NBA uh, on CNT and pretty much give the level of quality of takes that he that he offers. <laughs> I mean, he is more entertaining than most any media personality, but I can never say I'm taking him seriously when I'm listening to him. 
no, he yeah, most he screen time of any of anyone. He he talks he so much. He doesn't take himself seriously. He makes fun of himself because he's wrong almost all the time too. So guarantee the broom. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually, I actually, as soon as he guaranteed the Lakers sweep, I actually thought we were gonna lose the series. To be quite honest. Yeah, that's fair. I would too. Um, so I think. I started with Lakers in five, and you have now adjusted to Lakers in five. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I wonder like if the Heat are using motivation, though. You know, like the Mama Jersey is like, they think they can just walk in, it's a guarantee. Like, <laughs> they think that Charles Barkley and just guarantee whatever they want by wearing those jerseys. <laughs> is that is that Baltimore material or no? Charles Barkley's guarantee? What, is no, no, no. I'm saying the Mamba jerseys. Like, because it's like, it's like a level of cockiness from the Lakers saying like, all right, like we were going to win we're from seven, but we're moving to game five. This is like, like oh, a clincher. Oh, no, 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 yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is, uh, this is definitely, especially the heat uh, with the underdog mentality already. I feel like they don't need more motivation, but I could definitely see them winning another one just based off of that. Yeah, exactly. And Lakers have to wear um, it again too for game coming six. Coming off super motivated. <laughs> Do they? Is it already on the schedule? Or well, they changed they it up because, like, it. W- I, I this is really lame of me to know this, but uh, they were. <laughs> I knew it was just they were wearing each game, and they and they changed it up. Like they they did a quick audible. Right, so, right, right. I mean, they, so they'll, probably, they'll probably do it regardless. Just saying, fuck you, Heats. Like, we're, we're the one seed. We'll wear whatever we want, <laughs> regardless of home and away. We're just gonna wear the black jerseys. Yeah, at this point, now that they're up three to one, <clears throat> however many games it goes, they should just wear the mama jerseys from here on out. Yeah, I can. Compl- I completely agree. And close out game, you have to. Yeah, just lean it, into it. Yeah, it's, it's like the same rules. Like, all right, in close in elimination game, you always wear black. You know, just to, to, like to the stadium or whatever, to the arena. And so, yeah, same rule applies. You're just wearing black all the time. Um, I would like to say that um, this podcast has been very accurate on all of its predictions. So <laughs> well, I mean, we, 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 we did get the, we did get the Nuggets coming back though. That I mean, we're, we're basically this might be the most uh, actually. By the numbers, correct podcast ever exists. We had the Nuggets coming back. Which series? The Clips. Mm-hmm. We did have that, and then okay. we had sure. the Nuggets not winning the series, but beating the Lake, but beating the Lakers after talking to Jack. I think in that one game, mm, there were a lot of guarantees made during that Nuggets run. I do know that. True. And I still feel like I'm, I'm still right about the whole uh, Niners thing, but uh, well, we'll see how that plays out. So I still, feel, I still feel like I'm very right on that. Um, well, another item that I just want to address very quickly here is, can you imagine watching this series back in like 20, 2004, like the, uh, just the, the, I was watching yesterday and thinking about the amount the game has changed and I'm watching Bam and Anthony Davis, like dribble up the ball as the centers on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally switch on to point guards and guard them as well. It's like insane to watch. I feel like the center is making a comeback um, because oh, of sure. the way it's evolved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you got you guys zag while everyone else everyone else zigs. Yeah, it's oh, also yeah, insane like how quickly the game changes. Like as soon as something happens, as soon as Steph started making the the threes at his rate, the rate he started making them, every single high schooler started just fucking going off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. jacking up threes and next thing you know you have a generation of players that are capable of doing that and superstars of, during the NBA also pick it up and make it part of their game 
And as soon as you have a player like Draymond Green that can switch on and defend any single um, – as the center on his team in you know, crucial situations can switch on mm-hmm. and be one of the most versatile defenders in right. league history, like you have it's, – it's very impressive how quickly that happens. And now you have guys that are making a career out of that. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. But what's ironic about that whole Draymond point is that uh, his team actually made him obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> them emphasizing shooting so much and the league responding to that basically has made players like Draymond almost irrelevant. Like I actually, I actually thought about that, that the other day. I was like, frankly, I don't even know how the, how the Warriors are going to play if they just have like their typical, you know, rim running center mm-hmm. and Draymond. Like that's yeah, officially right. like, that's, that's, actually, that's actually an outdated roster. The yeah, best the one of the shooting teams of all time is them. actually going to yeah, have an outdated yeah. roster and not yeah, going to yeah, be able yeah. to keep up with the rest of the league that they created. The league has outpaced them in going warrior mode. Like it's, yeah. Every other GM has stolen that and taken it to another step. Well, now we have a center that can shoot, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, the league, yeah. Well, yeah, well, as everyone's just like double teaming, like, all right, fine, Dr- fine, Drayvon and Kevon Looney, that's fine. You guys can take as many shots as you want. So we're just going to basically balk it. Yeah, we're just going to actually go uh, double team Seth and Clay the rest of the way. And Wiggins, you just do whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I'm not like buying in on Golden State being one of the top teams in the West next year. I mean, you got Ooh, obviously barring, like, yes. I mean, you got now two we're guys talking. coming off of injuries, but. Mm-hmm. I'm not in on mm-hmm. that team being a top three, top four yes. team next year. Say it. Oh yeah. I mean, I think they'll still. I mean, I just think Clay and Steph just do the craziest things, and you can't ever count them out. So I think I will pencil them in as probably the at least. I'm saying this so I can uh, not be caught in this later on. At least the third best team in the West. Wow. Okay, we'll see. I mean, well, only, got, only, that's only under the that's only under the assumption that they make a move for a trade using the um the pick they using have. their pick exactly. Yeah, that's. Fair. We'll see. We'll see the lottery plays well. out. Yeah, I mean they they know Wiggins isn't going to be the long term solution. They, I mean, he's just a more athletic, more mentally weak uh, version of Harrison Barnes. Mm, that's fair. And, and how 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 that play out last time? He was the uh, starting small forward. Good thing we gave uh, Harrison Barnes some credit on this pod. It's about damn time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Chris is jumping up and down right now. But How uh, big of an you... upgrade would Bam be on Golden State over Draymond Green? I mean, I think it would be – I don't think you can put that into words, <laughs> how much improvement really? that would be. Do Draymond, is, do Draymond, yeah, I think the Warriors are going to be overhyped. I agree with you on that, but I still feel like they're just going to figure it out. But Draymond is visually the most overhyped player in the in the entire league, like – even with all the hate he gets, he still gets way too much love. For basically really? just being a six foot seven Pat Bev. No, that's that. Come on, he, yeah, he's he's a great that defender. I'll give him credit. He's a great defender. That's all he, I'm willing. To, that's all I'm willing to say about Draymond Green. What about being the heart of his team? Um, he is the one thing that stabilizes them because Steph and Clay are like streaky and kind of. Really can, I mean, can be in their it can be in their heads a lot. Steph for sure gets in his own, in his own head, and he like can't, he kind of needs someone to stabilize and be that like constant force. So I will yeah, give you your It is nice to have a guy that's like shoot 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 don't stop. Um, <laughs> but also Draymond Green might be a better point guard. Um, just 
Speaking of pace, he definitely has a better pace and better point guard. I'm not saying Steph. I'm saying Steph. Are, 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 we, are we ready to call Jordan Green a superstar? Is he, is he hit four of those five categories? He's definitely a better point guard than Patrick Beverly. I'll say that. I'd rather have Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, also, the Pat Bev hates, I'm really happy that caught up with him because I've been hating on Pat Bev for a long time now, and it's, it's, I'm glad the rest of the world is ready to quit this bullshit narrative that he actually is valuable. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with Pat Bev, Chicago guy, can't do it. Um, also, yeah, I mean, uh, Kendrick, is he from? Nunn, Kendrick Nunn is also from Chicago, so reason yeah, to, true. for Chicago. <laughs> the Heat. Um, uh, we should right. stop talking about this child's league that is the NBA and move on to uh, a man's league called football. I'm not, I'm not going to gender these leagues, but there is a, I mean, it's a great time. This, I, when I say COVID is cured, you had playoff baseball, playoff basketball, and the NFL on. If this was playoff, somehow you managed to have playoff football during somehow the schedule's weird enough to make all three of those things happen at the same time, I think. Oh, also, I guess hockey's on. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the world would combust. No, 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 it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone now. Oh, okay, yeah. Tampa Bay? <laughs> yeah, they won. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Tampa cool. Bay, sorry. Yeah, exactly. I better see Tom Brady at that at that parade. There's not going to be a parade stop. Well, actually, Florida cured COVID. Mm-hmm. There's like, did you hear? Well, if, if you don't believe in it, have... if you don't believe in it, it doesn't exist, right? You know, it's like in, it's like in hide and seek. If you just close your eyes, like if, if I can't see them, they can't see me, right? It's, the same logic applies here. Mm, yeah, I don't acknowledge it exists. We, <laughs> I'm really glad we never have, we've never played hide and seek together because that would just be. No, I'm very easy to find. I, I play by those rules. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I can't see you. How do I know you're there? So the Bears have somehow managed to lose. I didn't think this day would come. Um, but it's here. Uh, so a little bit of reckoning. Uh, is this what you predicted, though? Didn't you think this is going to be the, the loss that, we, that the Bears were going to suffer? No, no. I said we could maybe sneak one more past them and get to 4-1 and one after Tampa Bay. But mm-hmm. now we're looking at Three and two, right in the. I don't know about this one. This one's going to be tough on a short week coming off a loss. Uh, I feel like momentum matters a lot. It's hard to rebound so quickly, especially this offense can't run the freaking ball. Um, the Colts front seven is is stout. The Colts front seven is yep. really freaking good. That defense, I mean, it's I think right up there with Pittsburgh is one of the best defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not at that stage of the season year yet where we're giving like defenses credit for. Because we just don't know sample size yeah, so yeah. small. Yeah, but once we once we start calling holding, then we'll start uh, then we'll start judging yeah, exactly. defenses. <laughs> About like Thanks. week seven, they'll start calling that. Thanks That's a little callback from from yesterday's yesterday's uh, fake episode. Mm-hmm. For listeners, yeah, the statistic I had was that uh, holding calls during the first four weeks of the NFL are down fifty percent, um, as opposed to last season, uh, just because the league's trying to like. I mean, with preseason not having happened, just the pace of the game, they're not trying to slow it down too much. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with less practice, offensive lines do tend to hold a lot more. Right. But um, I think we're seeing, you know, defenses, you know, suffer because of that, especially a team like the Bears that are kind of built around its defense. Ideally, what this team needs to do is um, have Nick Foles, who's definitely a better – I mean, if we're going to use a game manager title, um, I think – the you said it, not we're me. excited to have him is that he can definitely be a better game manager and take a couple deep shots here and there that Mitch is completely incapable of doing. 
Um, but we can't run the freaking ball, and this defense is not dominant enough. Um, Phillip Rivers is not accurate. Learned that from this week. Um, and we just could not force him into enough mistakes, which is a damn shame. Um, but again, with Tampa Bay's weapons, if Godwin and Mike Evans play, who knows if that'll happen? Like this will be another. This will be a big test. We'll see. You're just, I feel like at this point, with the rules as they are, like if you're going to be a good defense, you guys are just force mistakes. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna the offense is going to get yards. Get your red zone defense up, which we're actually not bad at, and force turnovers and mistakes. And we're just not doing that. And our offense can't drive eighty yards down the field. So mm-hmm. no. Not more, not more than like three times a game. Not we don't even do that twice. We I, <laughs> we we scored one touchdown in garbage time. We hadn't even scored a touchdown before that. Yeah. Um, I I think we spoke on this yesterday as well. Matt Nagy does not like the offense didn't even change. Like with you think you know going from Mitch Mitch to Nick, like you'd see a little bit of a difference because it's like oh, what does your quarterback like? Let's change it up a little bit. But no, the offense doesn't change. He has a system. He runs by that. And our wide receivers aren't even good enough. If the ball's like more than a yard off the target, like other than Allen Robinson's, no one's making that catch. And unless you mm. hit Jimmy Graham in the face with the ball, he's not catching it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, even the face, I think Jimmy Graham would probably drop. I think he has to be in the numbers coming in at around 15 miles an hour. And then mm. just if he's wearing two pairs of gloves – has a better chance than not, but I'm not saying he's gonna catch it. The the guy defending him has to be less than 210 pounds, five mm-hmm. ten or shorter. Yeah, and it has to have at least ten yards of separation. Mm-hmm. Socially distanced. Exactly. Exactly. He's got yeah, to the to he's extreme got, though. He's got the COVID spooks. Yeah, I think Jimmy. Um, I think Jimmy Graham's uh, lack of talent is probably is probably contag- more contagious than COVID. So uh, mm-hmm. I probably I'd probably stay away from him if I were, if I was a linebacker trying to cover him. As far away as possible. Believe me, you. Also, by the way, how's it feel to have Jimmy Graham on your team? I really, I really don't miss him at all. I hate Jimmy I Graham. I hate Jimmy Graham. Not only did he Graham. suck for the Hawks, he had this. He had to get uh, one yard more than he needed to beat the Seahawks last year, while basically accomplishing nothing else the rest of the year. He basically came in just to fuck over the Seahawks. Yeah, for one, pl- for one play and end of season, and then just to go back to being shitty. He was actually worse on the Packers than he was on the Hawks. I mean, at least Ru- yeah. Oh, I mean, at least Russ fed him in the red zone for like one year and got him like twelve touchdowns. Something insane like that. He had, he had one insane year, and then we're in the red zone. He'd be the only guy we look for because we didn't have tons of receivers at that point. What did but, uh, what did? Uh, I wonder if it was Drew Brees. Cam- Obviously, at this point, his body's fallen off. But it, like, what did? Uh, when Sean Payton made that trade, trade he looked dumb. I remember being like, wow, why? Because he was a super – at that point, it was him and Gronk. Mm-hmm. And then they make that trade, and Jimmy Graham, like, immediately falls off. And at that point, Russ wasn't, like, the superstar he is. So you could say, okay, maybe it's the quarterback play, but he never got I wouldn't say that. It's more about the system that it was in. I mean, Russ has been able to do all this stuff forever, you know. Like, it's just a matter, it's just a matter of how much leeway you give, you give him. And that, and that just wasn't going to happen with, with, you know, their, their philosophy. Especially at that point in time when he was on the Hawks. Yeah. Well, uh, quick NFC North analysis here. Um, the Packers are still fake. Good job, you beat the Falcons. Um, congratulations. Um, I didn't like 
If we're going to talk, if you know, I think we spent a decade talking about Jay Cutler's body language. What about Aaron Rodgers' body language out there? Not a fan. I mean, Aaron Rodgers gets away with it because he has one ring. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's really. Yeah, that's one. Really, that's, <laughs> yeah, <Singular>. one. Yeah. <laughs> I can emphasize that enough, actually. He has as many okay. rings as the Chicago Bears franchise. Yes, agreed. Uh, that's and and, and, the, and, the, and the Seahawks franchise. So. Okay, I guess we're not just counting NFL championships. Nope. Mm-mm. Doesn't count. That's stupid. What a waste I'm counting time. Super Bowls, baby. Mm. This is the modern era, Sid. Okay, give the times, boomer. Uh, Jimmy G has just as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers, so that's cool. Ooh. Yeah. But, oh, but well, one thing before we move on is before from the Bears, I think we have to acknowledge how demoralizing it is to get shit talked, uh, well, as far as the Bears go, if Rokon simply gets shit talked by a guy who literally has never said the word shit in his entire life, how does mm-hmm. that feel? That does break you he, down. He, but it's he, also he, calls, he calls it crap talking. He's just like, oh, or poop. I don't know. <laughs> Feces talking. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, got it. Um, <laughs> Too late, right around he, you. Too late, just go right past you. <laughs> He's pretty. He's pretty funny. It's entertaining. You like? I can't take him seriously. Like can't take him seriously. Getting getting come on. You can't get mad at him. He's just so down. adorable. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he scares anyone. Like he's not. I don't. I feel like I would so not be bothered by him talking trash. It's like just more. Like everyone just listens to him. It's like, oh, as, lo- as long as he's keeping himself busy. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the Colts probably have the three worst shit talkers at QB that have maybe ever existed in the NFL. He went from Andrew Luck, who refused to say anything negative about anyone else, <laughs> who would actively compliment other people, to Cody Brissett, who have never heard say a word ever, and Phil Rivers, who, like I said before, doesn't even know what the word shit means. Yeah, Jacoby definitely has no. Jacoby doesn't know he's on a football team. <laughs> See, I just threw the ball five yards, uh, you know, five, five, yard, five yards from the line of scrimmage, right? That's that's how the football works. They're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just do that. Just do that. He might be he might be a backup tight end at this point. Do we know who the backup quarterback is? Like, I mean, I don't know. Philip like Chad Kelly should still be there. Philip Rivers is not missing a game. Like, he'd have to die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of game managers, Phil Rivers is basically turning into the ultimate game manager at this point in his career. With how good that Colts defense is, I mean, the Bears offense will make you look that way, but with mm-hmm. how good that defense is. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He definitely, I feel like he can ride that defense into the playoffs, um, especially with the Texans being 0 4. But yeah, the rest and of that. Titans being weird, too. Yeah, anyways, go on. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the NFC North is not really frightening at all, I feel like. I mean, maybe Detroit makes a little bit of a run. Minnesota's already way too far back. Um, I feel like Minnesota is going to be – they're, they're, um, they're about to make a run in about three weeks from now. They're going to start making a run. Like, not a run to actually go to the playoffs, but just a run to fuck over other good teams. To fuck over – not other teams. Fuck over yeah, good teams. <laughs> that could, that, I could see that happening, too. Like a Falcons-esque – like, Mike Zimmer might get fired here somehow. I'm, I'm not sure no how, but he, but he might. <laughs> this is pretty <laughs> bad, man. They, they, they're, on, they're on pace to really shit the bed this season. Do they miss Kevin Stefanski? Ooh, people are asking. I mean, the Browns are three and one. Yeah, they beat the worst teams in the league. F 
Oh. I'm sure Mike Zimmer, uh, yeah, Mike Zimmer's actually been holding seven, Kevin Spansky back this whole time. Oh, that would oh, yeah. be interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, how about the Hawks at 4-0? We said that Dolphins, the Dolphins team is well coached and they keep it close. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the thing was, like, like, like I said this a million times, like, and the thing, something you'll learn if you, about being a Seahawks fan is that there's no, no such thing as not a close game. Like, I think maybe in the last five years, I can point to maybe three or four games that were actual blowouts, um, one way or another, either in the Hawks' favor or not. Uh, I remember the Eagles, they beat, beat the hell out of the Eagles, and not even that impressive of a game. The Eagles just hit the bed uh, about, like, three years ago. <laughs> and really, off the top of my head, I, I cannot even think of that many other ones because every single week, I think I lose probably two weeks of my lifespan watching the Hawks because it, it's, it's always so stressful. They do not know – well, the past Hawks have been worse about this because they would literally, literally only play for the fourth quarter and play so conservatively that you'd never even have a chance of – having a good drive before the, the fourth, before the fourth, fourth quarter. But uh, even even now, when the, the the offense is so astronomically better and more aggressive and so modern, that our defense now has to take a step back and basically be a bottom five defense in the NFL. So You think? There's, bottom five? It's it's pretty bad. I mean, well, with Jamal out, bottom five for sure. I think, when, I think yeah. if, you, if, you, if Jamal's only been fully healthy for like one game and he was a beast, uh, and it looked a lot better, but uh, that's also the one time the Falcons actually looked good. So I'm not sure. Yeah, the fact, the fact that we made the Falcons look good actually it made, it made, makes us look very, very bad. So um, really, I think the Hawks are a very – they deserve the 4-0 record. Like they beat the teams they, they should have for sure. I mean – I think the Vikings game will actually will actually be more of a test than people think. I mean, if I if I if the if you ever see the Hawks with a betting line of seven or more, you bet against the Hawks every single time because they will not win by more than possession. That's just it's just like a rule I think Pete Carroll has in his head that he just has to like come on guys, I keep it close. It's like a gentleman gentleman's game, you know. You don't blow someone out. This is the NFL. Come on, you have some respect. Yeah, that's fair. I could see Pete doing that for sure. Yeah. The fact that you, our best pass rusher is um, our our safety is definitely something that does not bode well for us. Even though we just signed uh, Snacks Harrison, which is important, I guess. Oh, did not did really. that happen? It did. It did. He's on our I think it's our practice squad or something. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Like he's. No one's on practice squad as a D lineman. Like there is a very, very low bar to be D lineman for the Hawks right now. So just bring him in, man. Might as well just fucking start him. I think he is pretty washed, but I think the Bears could use like the Bears miss Eddie Goldman so much. Like we're our run defense has taken a huge step back. Wow. Um, Hey, hey, someone sound the alarm. That's actually the first Eddie Goldman uh, reference in this podcast. Please, we should get a sound effect for that one. That's this is a big moment right here. I can. I can. I thought they would come. I can probably edit that in later, but I won't okay. because right, that's well, way too could. much effort. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could. I'm possible. I'm, I'm capable of a lot of things. You'd be surprised. Uh, but I don't do <laughs> But you can't tell them what because then they'll expect it of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Smart Smart the, um, yeah, I'm looking at the Hawks statistic, defensive statistics here. Not good. Not good. The run defense yeah. isn't bad. But the also run defense, I feel like. If you have an offense with so much firepower, it's like, you know, what teams are going to run on you mm-hmm. when they're playing from behind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've watched a lot of Brett. Uh, you'll, you'll have to hear this. I've watched a lot of Brett Coleman videos about the Hawks recently. Uh, he mm-hmm. had, vi- had an entire video about the let, let Russ cook thing. And uh, it really makes, it makes, it makes so much sense. I mean, just to put it in, in an analytical perspective that 
really just want to increase your chances of having, you know, like high positive, like above average plays more often than not. I mean, and it's honestly weird that it's actually flipped. Some teams now are even using the pass to set up the run, which is exactly what we do. You know, it's like if you throw 40 times, 40, 45 times a game and are efficient at it, like as a linebacker, you almost have no choice but to drop into coverage almost every single play. And then all it takes is a quick, you know, maybe 14 draw plays later. <laughs> and then you have a run back with like 80 yards at least. So Carson's probably having the easiest year of his, of his entire life, not having to work for any yards whatsoever. Which gets into the secondary yeah. for free. I mean, that's the, uh, that's like the hallmark of the Bill Walsh, like West Coast offense. It's just like, I think as a Hawks fan, you just didn't know it was possible. I didn't think it was possible. Well, now with Pete Carroll, I didn't think it was. Or Schottenheimer. I'll give Schottenheimer more blame than Pete. But uh, yeah, I never thought, I never thought it would, this day would ever come still. I think Pete's probably like still sending out flares like in meetings. He's probably still pissed on Wednesdays. Like, why the fuck are we not running it forty-five times? This is not what we want. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, yeah. Brian Schottenheimer has a gun to his head every single game, <laughs> and he's like, "Sorry, man, I have to do it. I have to. <laughs> Our defense is too bad. We <laughs> have to keep throwing the ball, man. <laughs> I have no choice." How long is Jamal Adams Adams out for? Uh, I think he should, he, should be, he should be back this week, I believe. I mean, if he's out this week, it'll be the very last week. He, it's, it's just a groin injury. It's nothing super serious, but like with soft tissue, you want to be safer than not, especially when our schedule is easy right now, uh, and then we'll get much, much harder after our bye week. So, uh, But anyways, I mean, I'd love to move on and talk about the rest of the uh, NFC West. In the uh, First and foremost, <laughs> the NFC West came back down to earth this week, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All the Niners, Cardinals, and uh, Niners and Cardinals both lost, and then the Rams squeaked out a victory <laughs> by like what was at it? home. They were at home too. What yeah, was, like, well, yeah. exactly. And then what's funny was the <laughs> the Niners with all their injuries and playing a backup quarterback who looked like shit this week and got benched beat the Giants by like twenty seven points. I think the final score was thirty six to nine or something along those lines. And yet the Rams, with a competent quarterback and uh, full offensive weapons and barely any injuries, beat, barely squeaked out a win. Um, Without okay, Saquon happy, there, either. I'm it's glad we snuck in Jared Goff being competent on this episode. I'm not giving Jared Goff too much credit, for, if I'm being honest here. I mean, it's, he, he works in the system. He, he's good enough. He has arm talents, but I don't like, I trust your, him to just I, be my franchise. What's your guy. NFC West uh, quarterback rankings? Um, actually, I think this is probably pretty standard. Uh, I'm going to go Russell Wilson at one and probably number one overall in the league right now. I don't, I don't think that's nope. a crazy take. I don't think it's a crazy take. Um, and then two is probably, well, I'm going to go two, 2A. Two, uh, two is probably Geno Smith. Kyler, maybe a 2A on a good day. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm also kidding. Geno Smith is definitely like probably the fourth, but, uh, no, I'll go, Kyler, I'll go Kyler too, pretty confidently. Any guy, any guy that can do the that high step move as like a as like a, a fake for how fast you're running is definitely worth being number two. Um, then I guess I'll go. This is tough. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go golf at three, and I'll go. I have adjusted my take, and I'm no longer willing to say. I'm going to overreact here. I'm no longer willing to say that Nick Mullins is better than Jimmy G. I'll, I'll, put, I'll, put Jimmy, I'll put Jimmy G at four, Nick, Nick Mullins five, and then Gino. Um, I mean, damn shame that Blake Bortles still is not on the Rams. 
Mm, yeah, I, I agree. I would probably, I would definitely put Blake Bortles above Jimmy G if he was. Uh, I think Sean McVay would make Blake Bortles look so good. Man, just imagine. <laughs> imagine, imagine Blake Bortles gets uh, gets drafted by the Rams to start his career and start in, instead of the uh, the Jags. We'd be talking about Blake Bortles in a whole different light if he just gets to play under McVay his whole career. The Jags hiring Sean McVay just that would make my head combust. Uh, that would make no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying Bortles. I'm saying Bortles getting drafted to the Rams. Basically, instead of Goff, well, basically we're saying they get rid of Goff. I think he was like a, he was like a year before um, Bortles. Is Blake Bortles that recent? It was pretty recent, Quick man. Like he really he really isn't that old. He may he, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably in the league four or five years. Two years, okay, two years before Goff, he was fourteen. Okay, my mistake, my mistake. But uh, yeah, I guess Bortles just came and went so quick. Flash in the pan. Who knows? His story is over with. But anyways, um, the rest of the NFC West will move through quickly. I mean, Cardinals absolutely choked, and I think everyone's kind of hopping off the bandwagon. Like, they're a fun team. I think they're kind of like the Lions equivalent in this division, but with more promise. Um, like they're, they'll, you know, they'll be competitive with some teams, but I mean, ultimately no one, I don't think, I'm picking them for the wild, my wild, as my wildcard team anymore, unless things uh, change quickly. The, you know, losing the two relatively not that great teams is uh, – not great for confidence, especially the media. Yeah, honestly, it's going to be like pretty competitive to like be the second best team in the league, probably. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Rams, maybe probably also getting overhyped, <laughs> and the Niners are the Niners, still the worst team in the division. Not not threats. Don't care. Not we're talking about. That's you're so salty. I'm not salty, man. I'm just a little mad that they got an extra yard and they were the one seed instead of the Hawks last year. That's it. But I'm not mad, though. Mm. So what do I have to do to just send the NFC, the whole NFC East to London? Just send all of them. Mm. I don't need any of them. Ooh, we should start a separate Premier League. A Premier, we'll call it the Premier League, but it's like ironic. Mm. It's in like quotation marks. It's like, oh, Premier. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I mean Chase Young though. Leave Chase Young, and then the rest of the rest of them can just go. <sighs> I don't even know if that. I mean, I something bad's gonna happen to Chase Young because he's on that team. Dan yeah. Snyder, but in that Dan field, Snyder man, the has... FedEx field is we. It's very dangerous. <laughs> I've seen a lot of terrible injuries on that field. It's like a graveyard, man, for ACLs. Dan Snyder has a lot of bad karma. It's gonna catch up to you. Chase Young, that's you know what we're scared of. Um, yeah, that division sucks. The Cowboys somehow managed to lose every week while scoring forty points. Jesus, mm-hmm. um, the greatest fantasy lineup to ever exist. Well, how many? What what record needs to happen if they go like five and eleven? Like you miss Jason Garrett? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I mean, no one's convinced Mike McCarthy's a good coach. I mean, let's be let's be honest. I mean. <laughs> I'm only of Rogers' credit in that he kept Mike McCarthy got allowed Mike McCarthy to keep a job for as long as he did. That's the one thing I'll give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit for is keeping Mike McCarthy employed for as long as it, as long as it did. But yeah, yeah I mean, they honestly, could they could realistically be a seven and nine team with as much talent as they have. It's it, I mean they can't they can't afford to like if that team doesn't make the playoffs with the amount their superstars are getting paid. I mean then you're like on the hot seat as like. Dak, Zeke, uh, Byron Jones, like these guys are getting freaking paid. Like you gotta, you can't give out these contracts and then not make the playoffs. 
Agreed. Agreed. Well, um, I mean, I will, Lock- I will say this: the, the loss of Sean Lee and Van Der Esch, and I think also Byron Jones leaving for elsewhere. I forget where he went. Um, is a massive factor Byron Jones it, is in Miami. I think. I think you're yeah. right. I, I think. That sounds that sounds about right. But yeah, they do sounds, have a corner that's pretty paid, right? I thought maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe Claiborne. No, I think, uh, maybe I was thinking about Brandon Carr. No, he's who's gone. paying Brandon Carr money? No, 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 no. don't do, just don't do that. Wait, whoever's paying Brandon Carr money, stop <laughs> it. Just don't do that. <laughs> First rule about Brandon Brandon Carr is don't pay him. Um, but also, quick note about the Cowboys is that I will have a lot of takes about the Cowboys game next week on next week's pod because my stepdad is actually going to be in the owners box this this Whoa. week. I swear to God. It's uh, he's he's you know he's like a partner at architecture firm and um, apparently apparently some nuclear energy company is trying to woo them, um, to use some of the uh to actually no solar energy actually so yeah solar energy to use their panels and more of their architecture or whatever, uh more of the buildings so he'll actually be in the box with Jerry Jones um, so yeah so I'll I'll, I'll be tuned in just to see uh, see how close he is maybe get like one shot of him. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Lot to so, analyze there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, I did look up the Cowboys roster, yet there is no way that anyone is paying any of these corners, so I take that back. God, these guys, dude, that's not a lot. I wouldn't, you can uh, say it. These guys stink. Yeah, these guys are real bad. These guys are bad. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's why they keep losing while dropping 40 points. Yeah, probably. That that would make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if Alden Smith is your best, if a guy who has been out of the league for like three years is your best offensive player, you might have a problem. That's probably poor is roster Alden construction. Smith the be- also, who at this point like he may Sean be. Lee, Sean Lee gets hurt every year. Don't blame Sean Lee. Like you should be prepared for Sean. I'm not Lee blaming him. No, 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 I'm just acknowledging he is hurt again. All right. That's fair. Doc Prescott's the best garbage time quarterback in the league. Yes, exactly, exactly. Da- yeah, and Jerry is using that against him too. Dak may pass. He's on pace for over six thousand yards passing, which is a crazy thing to even think about. But uh, hey, man, he has insane weapons. Ceedee Lamb is, is a beast. Michael Gallup underrated. Yeah, but anyways, that's, that's enough Cowboys talk. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, my last point about the NFC East is the Eagles. My opinion, my opinion of them has not changed whatsoever. Carson Wentz is the, is the most unathletic athletic person I've ever seen, ever. His athleticism almost is, you can tell when people hit him that he's athletic. So just kind of standing in the pocket, he's not really athletic at all. Um, the other thing to note, as of today, Kyle Allen is the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. I don't know why they're which, benching Dwayne Haskins. I don't feel like he was playing I that mean, poorly. I think, well, he stinks. But well, yeah, he stinks. But like, you, like, what do you have to lose, though? Like, you're the red. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. I almost did it. I almost did it. Almost yeah, did it. They are Ooh, not that was close. Are you on a police chase right I, now? I meant, I meant the burgundy red team. Uh, yes, the burgundy red football team. Are you? Is there a helicopter? Is there a police helicopter above you right now? That's <laughs> it's another airplane slash helicopter. The second one in the last hour. So, who knows? Um, maybe, 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 it's gonna be the feds. No. I agree. Like they, they, he's only played like what thirteen games. Like I don't know how you bench a first round quarterback at this point, but I think Ron Rivera has been given a lot of control over that team. Mm-hmm. 
As and he's not the one who drafted him. Um, the combination of that and also them being in such a wide-open division, I think Rivera's in win-now mode. He didn't go there to rebuild and develop Dwayne Haskins. So, I mean, it's almost a Josh Rosen situation where I think he is wrong. I think he's getting, like, the shit under the stick there by not getting to play not even 16 full games. Mitch Trubisky got three full years. Mm-hmm. Well, it's different when you're a, the Bears organization, though. Like you, the bar for QBs is very, 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 very low. Which I guess the same thing goes for uh, no, Washington, Washington's too. Washington's is low, too. Hey, they had RG3 for a year. That yeah, was kind of cool. I mean, Kirk Cousins was good for like a year team, and a half. Washington football is definitely way sadder than the Bears. Oh, no, agreed. On, 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 as a whole, yes, I agree. But QBs, I would not say they're more they're a more sorry team, though. I think they're okay. Who was good? Who was the Washington? Uh... I think your cousins was a, <laughs> one of their better players for a long time. And actually, actually, it's, actually liked him a lot when uh, he was in Washington. He's sad, sad uh, to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but of course they like didn't figure out a way. I mean, they could have arguably had like. I mean, they could have be going eight and eight every year with Kirk Cousins, which would have been yeah, exactly. Cool. I mean, well, what you, I don't know, what, I don't know what you're getting with uh, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, not that. three and thirteen. <laughs> That's fine. Trey, Trevor Lawrence to the R words. Who knows? It's, a, it's just, it's just yeah. a fun storyline, by the way. For any bad team, you can just you can just say, "Oh, Trevor Lawrence to blank." That's a, it's a, it's an easy little media trick for you right there. So you, you can write that one down if you want. Thank you. Noted. Um, so the NFC South. That the defense is too good, but yeah, moving on to NFC South. Tampa's back in first place, or is in first place four weeks in. To be honest, I have very few thoughts on the NFC South besides the fact that I still think Drew Brees has to retire after this year, and that the Bucks are probably still overrated. That's only. That's probably only thought that I'm mm-hmm. not. I think the Bears. I think the Bears thought. will actually be a tough test for the. On Thursday night, anything can happen, which is why I think I might just put a decent amount of money on the Bears. Yeah, but it's a short night, week, anything, anything can happen. Exactly. You don't, want over, you don't want Big Dick Nick overthinking things. You want Nick just kind of going out there, you know, stream of consciousness as a QB, just doing yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever just comes to mind. You should not tell him he's starting at any point. Like, you should just put him in the second quarter every single game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You get Mitch a chance to be confident, but then tear him down every single game. It's fun. It's like a little mental roller coaster. Like, hey, Mitch, you're starting this week. Oh, I have a chance, and you're out. Oh, and that just happens for the rest of the. Actually, probably in perpetuity, just forever. Which is just your first quarter QB, and then you, and then you put it. Then you, you know, in the offseason, you try and find your second through fourth quarter QB. Yeah, we're probably a couple games away from doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Having a quarter QB, quarter by quarter QB. Um, yeah, I mean NFC South. Boring. Teddy Bridgewater is kind of doing some stuff. The Panthers don't absolutely suck. Yeah, I mean, I think we should. Are we about to get like a? Is the media about to go crazy on Matt Rule? Because I'm, I'm almost at that point of giving him a, way too much credit, more than he deserves nope, nope, for nope, nope, pushing nope, a terrible nope, team. Nope, nope, no, not doing that. All right. I'm, I'm speaking close, of just, uh, just no, just no. Speaking of terrible teams <laughs> winning games, the Browns snuck another one past you. I mean, I mean, who, their wins are all against objectively terrible teams, though. 
So it's a, it's a pretty fake three and one. And uh, mm-hmm. like I like I said, like in, in yesterday's pod that no one heard besides us. Um, we're at the point of the season where we still have rational takes because everyone remembers who everyone else played for the most part, uh, or at least can look it up quickly and do a quick analysis. But like in about three, actually maybe like two weeks, two or three weeks, we're going to start getting like stats and records out of context. And we're just going to accept them as facts at certain points. Cause this is going to be too hard to analyze and go back and actually have, actually have a, a, an accurate opinion. Um, it shouldn't because it will matter a little bit, but uh, I mean, it's always a kind of flawed stat at the time. But uh, yeah, so for the time being, we'll be we'll be nice. We're all critical of the Browns, but we're about a couple weeks away from people being like, "Oh, the Browns are like four and two, like five and two. No, we should no, take them seriously. No, They're no, they no, win no, the division. No. Like, yeah, They're people not will do that. Going... People will do that. No. I swear the to Steelers, God, you will see That's it. a tough division. The Steelers' defense is stout, and also mm-hmm. let's talk about the Browns' upcoming. Uh, schedule here it's not looking they're not going five and two they pay the Colts Steelers that's probably back to Jesus parlay that yeah Um, (laughs) oh yeah future parlay on just the Browns in the next three weeks at least uh and I mean they're like one locker room breakdown with Jarvis Landry Kareem Hunt I mean Kareem Hunt's actually not a bad locker room guy but Jarvis Landry Mm -hmm. Baker and like OBJ it's contagious bruh Something bad's gonna happen. Something bad's gonna happen. I don't wish it up on them. Yeah, we're we're about three losses away from an Odell trade, by the way. Very, very close from that. One can only hope. I mean, for his sake, yes, I I I agree. Um. All right. I mean, I think the Steelers. uh, I think the Steelers. Ravens matchup down the line could actually end up being a little bit closer than people expected, but I, no, I, I think completely this, agree. I think, I think it's I th- a coin toss at this point, man. I think really, I think the Ravens definitely have a higher ceiling mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. far as what they can be ten weeks from now. But be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, listen, this though, the Steelers match up very well against the Ravens just because they have so many like super athletic, very quick linebackers and uh, D linemen that can actually keep up with Lamar. Well, not keep up, but at least you know, like make a play on him. Because very few people can keep up with Lamar, but uh, yeah, I think that they match up well. I think we might. I mean, don't be don't be surprised if the Steelers somehow go two and zero against the Ravens this year, and and, and, and turn some heads. I think I, I'm actually very very pro Steelers at this point. Really? Okay, good to know. Well, no, I'm, 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 Raven, I'm a Ravens hater, so I have to pick somebody in that division. Fair. Well, Josh Allen is running the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, get to see that. He looks great in shorts still. That's yeah, I mean, Brock had arm last time I checked, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy stud. Bills are mm-hmm. well run. Oh, um, great. Well, very well coached. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, yeah. New England has COVID, so that'll hurt. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, man, that was that was tough to watch. My, my main point about the Patriots is, remember how they said they had a QB competition for a little bit? That, what how, how many? That? How what? many... I want you. Oh I want you. This is your question. I want you to answer this question. How many throws did it take in, in in training camp for Cam Newton to win the starting job? Was it just one throw? They're like, oh yeah, I forgot. No one else on our roster can do that. No, yeah, hundred percent. I think they <laughs> it took one throw. They're like, all right. His shoulder doesn't look terrible. Sweet, they he's not injured. Him knowing Cam's gonna start. I think Bill, like probably. I mean, Bill's like gonna do his due diligence and I think he like probably bets on himself sometimes he's like all right what I have on the roster will probably get it done but 
I think it probably took like a week of watching Brian Hoyer. And Jared and, and I was trying to think of Jared Siddup's first name, and I don't think I would have been able to recall it. He's, um, he's definitely, he even looks like a Jarrett. Not Jarrett, a Jarrett. Jarrett. I'm not a fan of Jarrett. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's a country, it's a country born name. That's like a Midwest to Southern name exclusively. That's a bad name. That's a bad name for sure. He should, he should go back up Kelly Olenek. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, they, he, they, he could have started. Oh my God. What half of Cam Newton can start on that team. I can't believe that was a matchup. Cam Newton with a bad, even Cam Newton when he had a bad shoulder the, the Panthers, last two yeah, years, last could, year, could, yeah, that year, that version of Cam Newton could still start and win the fuck out of that job within two throws. You just dump it off throws. to Julian Edelman. You just dump it off to Julian Edelman every play. Yeah, Mister No Hands, Julian Edelman, man. Um, and those are the only two teams I care about in the AFC. Yeah. Also, I I want to implement, implement a rule. If you're, uh, I want to see how long we can go without mentioning the Giants. For the next couple pods, I want to see because really there are certain teams I just don't want to mention at all. They, they make me sad to think about that team like them exists. You know, it's like when we see Sarah McLaughlin like you know adoption dog adoption videos. Like I don't want to know. I don't want to know that there are dogs that they're suffering. You know, I also don't yeah. want to know that the New York Giants exist. So starting now, yeah, we should... now I will not be saying, you know, mentioning that team. Okay, I was gonna say let's just avoid the city of New York, but Adam Gase is like too entertaining. Yeah, until until he gets fired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'll send Darnold. Well, also, also fun to make fun of too. So I'm I'm, I'm moving, stick with that. Moving on to the FC South, you got the Texans. Bill O'Brien's gone. Um, mm-hmm. Bob. Yep. Mm-hmm. DeAndre is, Hopkins died for this. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did you? <laughs> um. Yeah. Did you see? Apparently, like an altercation is what caught JJ like JJ yeah. Watts, uh, sleeper cell JJ Watts, <laughs> getting Bill O'Brien out of there so that Bill Belichick can rehire him at some point, sometime soon. Now that his stock Ooh. is so low, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's definitely going back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, that's what most of those coaches do. They're like, well, <laughs> it's like it's like a kid moving moving out. Uh, you know, like you're 23, moving out of your home, moving out from your parents' house. Like, oh, I can do this. I have the requisite skills to be an adult. And then, you know, you're out for like a year and uh, are dead broke. And you're actually moving back home. That's basically what all Patriots assistants do. Just come home to Papa. Papa Bill. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is definitely going to get hired somewhere. And then Bill O'Brien's going to take over the OC spot. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not sure if he'll leave That's them. Right. He's kind of he's he's whipped. I don't think Josh McDaniels – must, there must be some – there must be like a sex tape that Bill has because Bill Josh Daniels will, will never leave, no matter how good of an offer he gets from how good of a team. It doesn't matter. He's sex tape with Bill or Robert Kraft? Ooh, mm? I'm sure Robert Kraft uh, <laughs> could talk him in, could talk Josh into that pretty easily. For sure. I mean, he's talked himself into quite a few things. As we know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we don't need to talk about the Dolphins that much. We already know what they are. I mean, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be exciting until they. I mean. What is exciting though is that ESPN now gives weekly updates whether or not <laughs> Fitz is still starting, <laughs> which is weird. It's like, yeah. it's like I was like it's kind of presumed, I guess, but like it's it's kind of soon until you say Tua is starting, but like they think it's like worth mentioning every single week. Like in case you're wondering, Tua's not starting. I like, go oh, great. I now know not to watch. Yeah, he's, I mean he's pretty hyped up the Bama squad. Um... But going back to the AFC South, like I feel like 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if all these teams we like get ten weeks in and we find out damn all of them are like pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. So, it's like we'll yeah, see. it's like what the NFC East used to be. Just like all right, everyone's going like eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. Yeah, it's not yeah, a lot so, of separation. Like the Jags could be competitive. Like I mean, the the Titans are like a fun-ish team. Now they throw a lot, but they're not really that threatening. Um, and Texans are just straight up suck. No matter how, no matter how much no matter how much involvement you have with Deshaun Watson, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's pretty pretty boring. I just have nothing to say about it. Really, just nothing nothing intrigues me about it. No one's actually like really good or really bad. Yeah, the Texans could really use another uh, weapon on offense. Hmm. Only there was. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't, I don't know any names. Too bad they don't have any first or second round picks. If only they had. A, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they could have had an offensive weapon while also. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. A lot to think about. I, 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 I hope gas mask uh, Larry Tunsil was worth it. Bill, I hope he was worth it. That's all I'm saying. God, if Larry Tunsil gets, oof, he gets COVID. I'm pretty sure he, they he, paid him he, too. I'm pretty sure not only did they yeah, trade no, for him, they also sent him to like a massive extension. Like, well. All right, I guess you're locked in. <laughs> For a guy who didn't want to give DeAndre Hopkins, like, you know, you, you want to be, uh, what, your, like, cap methodology is fiscally conservative, Bob? Like, you traded all everything for Laramie Tunsil and then gave him a fat contract. Like, that, that Bill Belichick doesn't do that. You want to be Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick does no. not do that. I don't know. I don't know the last time I've seen a Patriots player get a fat extension outside of Gilmore, Brady, or oh. Hightower. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Even Brady yeah, exactly. He's paying um, under, under market value. How do you pay the goats under market, under market value? How do you convince them of that? <laughs> uh, you have a goat wife. Mm, true, 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 true. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the AFC West, the Raiders got everyone right where they want them. <laughs> Had one good week, beat the, beat the Saints, followed by a, shitty, a really shitty week. <laughs> well, not really, not really shitty week. They're, they're competitive with the Bills. I mean, we got to respect them for that. I mean... Yeah, they're competitive. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think they can sneak in. A, uh, I think they. Can, I mean, you got two wins because of the Broncos. Um, rookie quarterback with the Chargers. I think you can. They probably win one of those. I think I think, I think the Chargers will get one of those wins because the Chargers need, need yeah. to get a few uh, wins here and there, despite for how well they're playing, but just like not finishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got the Chiefs this week and the Bucks the following week, so it's going to be tough. But yeah, we're we, we talking about the Chargers right now. They're a very confusing team to me. Because I feel like they have all this talent, and like they, every time I see them, it's like a high scoring game, like playing well against a, a relatively good team, and then they just don't win it. So basically, the same yeah. Chargers that we've always known, I guess. <laughs> it's basically Phil Rivers replaced. Like they're basically like a one score away from being good teams. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think. I mean, I think Justin Herbert's playing well, but the inexperience definitely hurts them as far hurts them as far as just winning games and closing them out. Mm-hmm. And I think they miss Derwin James quite a bit. I feel like Agreed. I'm not. It, they're in a tough spot because they have a young factor. quarterback, but they still have a lot of talent. And I, I just so it's like you want to win right now, but I think winning with rookie quarterbacks is always very difficult, regardless of the amount of talent you have. But yeah, um, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I, I like the Chargers. I just don't think they're making noise this year. Yeah, fair enough. And one thing about Herberts as I actually watched, I watched. Well, I didn't necessarily watch a whole lot of Chargers game this week because, like, you know, who cares? But uh, um, I actually watched like all of his throws in this week, and I think he may have thrown off his back foot 
90% of his throws. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. He's like too physically gifted for his own good, like a lot of other quarterbacks. Exactly. (laughs) The league should just be full of super athletic, (laughs) rocket arm, 6'5", and 6'5", quarterbacks (laughs) with Mm -hmm. accuracy issues and decision-making issues. They all play in shorts. Exactly. Well, Russ being the exception. We can get Drew Brees out of there, then we can we get the old guard out of there, and basically this is what we're left with. It's Kyler, Russ, and then everyone else is just like a super talented but not refined QB who's like 6'5", and athletic. That's the, that's the reality of the NFL, I would Taller quarterbacks, for sure. Air mm-hmm. raid, taller quarterbacks. Exactly. And, and, Air and ra- quarterbacks, that can, they can hit linebackers. Oh, that, that's, yeah. that's always more, fun. More quarterback stiff arms, please. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Um, well, we wrapped up. We pretty much covered every division. Uh, any other uh, thoughts, comments to share about the NFL and what we're seeing? Um... Yeah, I don't touch on the Falcons a whole lot, but I have to reiterate this point that if Todd Gurley is the most efficient and productive Ooh, player on your offense, nope, 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 nope you nope, are having nope. major problems. Mm-hmm, and Matt mm-hmm. Ryan's starting to look old. Like I, I, yeah. <laughs> he had one throw that with a clean pockets that literally went five yards short of the receiver last week. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm actually uh, Matt Ryan, all time good guy. Like I like him. Oh, I, oh, yeah, exactly. As a person, mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm, if I had a, a daughter that was somehow older than me, I would, and Matt Ryan was single, I would let I would let him date her. Yeah, I. Uh, but look, I'm not getting. I don't get paid the big bucks to talk about how you are as a person. All right. Um, I wouldn't be here today if I did that. So exactly. Yeah, Holmes exactly, is a player. I saw him. I saw him uh, up close and personal with the Bears game, and he definitely missed a couple throws, especially late in the game. So. I, def- I mean, two years ago he was like even post Super Bowl year, like he still. I know. Matt's Matt, Matt, always, always been he's always been like a top ten QB in my eyes for yeah, the most part. I mean, but now, now it's it's I don't know. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's just like maybe they're just so bad that he's just like demoralized. Yeah, they're on like, a bad team. Are we about to see like a Matt Ryan second second prime in a different team? Ooh, maybe with the Bears? Falcons go full rebuild. Oh my god, I would love to have Matt Ryan. Don't say that. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Falcons oh, probably won't do that. I think uh, they have enough pieces, and Arthur Bryant's always been willing to like spend. Arthur Blank? Who's Arthur yeah. Bryant? Uh, I not a person. I think that, that might that, be that a I, I know of. That might be a barbecue chain in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think uh, I don't think Bill O'Brien would have been my first choice for as far as who's going to get fired first this year, uh, mm-hmm. because you know he's the GM. Yeah, so, you know, which it think, would have been too confusing, like where yeah. which one would get fired first. Mm-hmm. I think the media needs to be harder on Dan Quinn in order to get the Falcons to, pl- to play for him. Because last because last year, yeah, last exactly. three weeks, you know, the media was like literally like he, he needs to be fired today, <laughs> and then the Falcons are playing better to save his job because everyone because everyone likes him. I think they should do that now. I mean, I I don't like the Falcons being this bad. Like I think they're they have a talented roster. I would like for them to have more competitive games. I don't want another shitty team in the NFL that just chokes and doesn't know how to run a competent offense. You can't also you can't go twenty plays on a drive and go ninety like seven yards and not score touchdown. Like that was the moment. That was basically the the uh, Falcon, Falcon season in a nutshell. Like a good productive twenty play drive, ten minute possession, ten minute, and you still you only get field goal out of it. That is the best analogy I can come up for for the Falcon season so far. 
Yeah, the Falcons give me Rockets vibes. I don't know why. Ooh, that's a good comparison. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, poor Julio Jones. Rip. Yeah, agreed. Let's get Julio and Matt Ryan off that team, please. Let's just move on. <laughs> Put the good players elsewhere. Uh, yeah, that's all I have on the NFL, though. Not, not, nothing that uh, hasn't already been said by the lamestream media. So, yeah, I think we're. I'm not sure if there's any good matchups. I am very excited for the Bears Bucks, though. Yeah, Thursday night football. Honestly, not the worst Thursday night football, uh, Thursday night matchup you could have. Official prediction, real quick, before we uh, end this. Um. Well, the Bears are coming off a loss. I want to overreact. Go Bucks. Twenty nine Bears. Twenty. All right. That's your prediction, folks. I think this will wrap up episode five of Box Seats. Thanks for tuning in, and see you next week. See you next week, folks.